Dave Mustaine names his favorite Megadeth album. But Dee Snyder names his five favorite albums of all time. Wrestling fans mourn the loss of Scott Hall. Male grooming after 40 sucks. And we have an uncovered gem to share with you coming up on the plug. Right, this is the Plug Podcast. I am Bushy. Over there is my brother from another mother, Metal Mike. How are you, brother? What's going on, brother? How you doing, man? Man, I am well. I am well. Uh, we're getting a late start tonight, so I, I've had more beer than I should have in this amount of time. But I'm doing... Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to catch up with you, buddy. Nice, nice. That's, that's different. Metal Mike normally doesn't drink with me on these things. It's no, like... I... I... I don't mainly because, like, um, I'm not as much as a drinker as I used to be. Back in the day, I was quite the heavy drinker, and now that they've legalized it, I do more of the wacky tobacco, but only occasionally then, too. And I will not get high before I do a show or a podcast because I get the giggles really bad, <laughs> and that would just I be like... I so want you to do it. <laughs> well, you know what? Maybe we will one day. Maybe we will. We'll just have to find the right topic i guess because here that's not yeah. legal uh you can see this little thing i have in there that's a delta yes, eight delta 10 cbd zero or thc zero uh-huh. i don't know what the hell it is but you could pop hot hot on it the problem is that it's not illegal so uh-huh. i could sit there and get baked and not go to jail <laughs> that's awesome dude that's awesome i mean it only figures i leave new york and two years later they legalize of course. So yeah, I couldn't believe they did it in Illinois because Illinois is just so fucking anal. God, the state is anal. It's but anal, but brand. it's a it's a blue state. It makes sense. Yeah, don't remind me. All right. So anyway, let's move on. <laughs> so yeah, Dave Mustaine names his favorite Megadeth album. Did you see that story on Loudwire? My older brother and I talked about it the other day, and. I was a little confused. Now, did he say Rust in Peace was his favorite, or did he say Dystopia was his favorite? What he said was, is probably Rust in Peace or Dystopia. Hmm. Which I find interesting based on uh, the episode that everybody's listening to right now. Right, right. He kind of said 
that those are probably the best two Megadeth albums out there, but sentimental favorites always going to be Peace Cells. Yeah, like, I, I don't I don't know if I could say I, I like Dystopia as much as Peace Cells. What I have said about Dystopia, because like I said, I've been obviously, with both bands, very critical sure. over the years of some of the albums they came out with. And Megadeth, if you want to talk about a band that has a much bigger discography. That was one thing we didn't mention last in the last episode. You're right. Yeah, look at sixteen albums. Much bigger than Metallica's man. There's some gaps between Metallica albums, but with Megadeth, that's one thing I'll give Dave credit for. He just kept being very prolific. You know, he's always coming out with albums. Now, with that being said, I didn't like everything he did. He kind of lost me with Euthanasia, and then it just went off the rails after that. And I kind of tuned Megadeth out. One of the things I want to do sometime in the near future is kind of go back and listen, not just those records, but the rest of them. Now, I've heard certain cuts from like albums like um, 13 and United Abominations, which has got some good stuff on it, but as a whole album, they didn't really grab me. I feel Dystopia is the best Megadeth album since, uh, and I'm, I'm going to say it right now, since... Uh, Rust in Peace. Rust in I peace, like it. Yeah. yeah, I even like it better than Countdown to Extinction, which well, Bill, well, I do too. My co-host does not see. He th- he loves Dystopia, but he puts Countdown higher. He really loved that album. I like Countdown to Extinction too, but but I have to say, man, I thought Dystopia was the best thing that Dave Mustaine had done, and I cannot wait for the next record because I'm hoping that with him being sick and all the problems he's had and the turmoil and losing his sister, that this just feeds into a lot of fucking rage and we get another angry because Dave Mustaine's at his best I agree with my co-host he actually said that on one of his posts for track of the day in the Metal Mike Facebook group page you know it was a mega that track I'll take angry pissed off fucking Dave Mustaine like he (laughs) Bill has a theory that before he records an album the producer should just right before he gets ready to record should smack him in the face as hard as he fucking can to get Dave mad so (laughs) Dave fucking just (laughs) and I'm like slap him in the face He's a no talent bitch. Yeah, <laughs> step on his toes, step on his toes. You know. You know what's uh, funny? You know, most of those albums after Risk. Now, because I stuck with Megadeth. I know uh, you did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Risk, I man, I didn't like, but I'm not gonna lie. I love Breadline, and I know that's weird. Well, dude, there's. I think it's, it's, it's kind of been so long since I've listened to. To uh, me, I think there- Risk is the Black album. And we didn't get into that because we didn't get into those albums so much, you know, after uh, Well, we, we, we decided we were kind of going to do them at their, let's be honest, the first five albums is when they were at the height of their powers. Both I times. mean, if we're going to be, yes, if we're going to be real about it, you know, and, and I also want to clarify something else. Yeah, Megadeth ended up winning with us. Yes. But that's not in any way going, oh, yeah, Metallica sucks. And like I said, we what we did is we just did it by an album. And it was fucking hard. Yeah. It was Putting easy. up each album, even though some of the years varied. Putting them yeah. up against each other. You know, first release, you know, sophomore was it a slump. And we found out neither of the bands had a slump. You know, Master right. of Puppets is hard to argue with, just like Rust is. You can't fight those two records, man. Right, to me, and that's the thing, like, if you were going to say year, like, okay, like we we talked about in that episode, you know, 1986 has been my theory is the greatest year of thrash metal. One of the reasons is because, like, out of the big four, you have three seminal, you got Master Puppets, you got Peace Cells, but who's buying, then you got fucking Rain and Blood. It's like, 
it's kind of hard to argue that point. Plus, there were some other bands like Creator that came out with Pleasure to Kill. It was a great year in thrash metal. Um, and for me, it's like, if, if I had to say gun to head, as much as I love P-Cells and as much as P-Cells was the reason why I'm like, okay, I'm all in on this thrash metal thing. <laughs> I have to be honest, though. Master, if, if it's a head-on-head between P-Cells and Master of Puppets, I'd probably go Master of Puppets, man, but by a fucking cunt hair. Let, let me tell you what. I prob- but we didn't do that. I, it was, it right. was Master I probably of Puppets would versus, too. Uh, so far, so good, so what? And as much as I love So Far, So Good, So What, there was just no contest there. No, no, that's a blowout. You know, but yeah. that's what I liked. You know, take the first five albums, and where Countdown was a very poppy record, I Risk is the Black album to me. And Cryptic Writings is amazing. I, I love that record. I know a lot of people don't, but I love that re- record. But I'm not going to lie, I kind of lost them after that. But remember, I was getting a lot into country music because I was so disgruntled with fucking rock and right. roll with what was being played on the radio that I kind of lost track of them in uh, that mm-hmm. Bulgaria thing, you know, the Big Four concert. Dude, Which was head, amazing. Head Crusher, I was like, oh, fuck, I've been missing out on Megadeth. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like Head Crusher is the cool song, man. What album is that off? I have no remember? idea. There's... We would, have remember. To, we would have to go through and listen to those records again. Maybe we ought to do something like every once in a while, since we both love Megadeth as much as we do, we can maybe make it part of an uncovered gem, but almost like an uncovered gem for both of for us. For both of us, yeah. You know, like, hey, let's check this record out. Let's delve into it and see what we really think, you know? Because oh, yeah. I think it'd be cool. That's a good idea. Now, D. Snyder, D. <laughs> Snyder named his five favorite albums of all time. I found this on classicrock.com. Which apparently, if you talk to that neo-Nazi psycho anti-Semite, is the only site to go to. Instead of getting everything off a of blabbermouth and loudwire. Fucking Ooh. poser. Yeah. This is a good... Is this the guy that like reviews the same records over and over? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just keeps guy, okay. re-uploading them. And then likes to tag me and shit about how much he misses me. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I have the 39-minute video, dude. It's disgusting. <laughs> I, you know what? I didn't even bother to ask Ralph for it because it's like part of me don't even really want to see it. I saw uh, enough. Yeah, I saw fucking enough. You yeah, know, just those just those clips is enough. He thinks it's a yeah. clever edit. No, when you watch it all, yeah, it's it's still there. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, anyway, let me let me go in order. I'm going to go from oldest to newest. D. Snyder, five favorite albums of all time. 1973. This is the only album I don't know. 1973's Slade Slatest. I don't know what the fuck that is. 
Okay, you, have you ever heard of Slade? Yeah, yeah, they did the original uh, "Come On, Feel the Noise." And Mama, we're all crazy now. Yeah, yeah, yeah they were a, they were a band that, and, and that believe dude it or sounds not, like Debro, or Debro sounds like them. Uh, Naughty Holder, yeah. And here's the interesting thing about Slade is, I don't know if you know this, but that's where Kiss got the name Alive for their live album from. There is a Slade live album called Alive. Kiss oh. were Slade fans, and in homage to them they named their live album Alive. So I did not know that for many years. I'm not a huge Slade fan. I've heard a few songs. Uh, I respect them, though, just for the simple fact that when you've got so many of my heroes who put them up there, there's got to be something to it, right? You know well, yeah, it's like Slade and the Sweet. You know, I, there's a lot of my hair bands that, the glam bands that, do they credit them with everything. And, of course, New York Dolls, who I am familiar with, you know, that was all be all, you know. But it's Glam like, Punk. I don't know shit about Slade. I don't know shit about the suite. I know the covers. Yeah. Uh, 1974, Queen, Queen 2, mm-hmm. which makes sense. Good album. Uh, 1977, this one actually shocked me. Uh, Sex Pistols, Never Mind the Bullocks. Really? I didn't ah. think D. Snyder would be a, a punk fan. I mean, um, that's an amazing fucking record. <laughs> you know, oh, it but I didn't expect it. And the next two are both from 78, and since I don't know when they were released, uh, ACDC's If You Want Blood, You Got It, and Thin Lizzy, Live and Dangerous. Ooh. Both great records. Oh. I, I agree. So, yeah, D., Greatest album of all time, according to him. Okay, um, I respect D's opinion. That's not none of those are in my top five. Even though I love all those records, well, except for the the Slade one, I'm not that familiar with that. But if, if I had ones, to yeah. think it out, the Sex Pistols might make it because I'd be like, oh, so we're, we don't, we we don't just have to be hard rock and metal. Okay, so. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. What would be the parameters? Would it just be rock and all the subgenres under rock? Or are we talking like, because I could do a top five rock and roll album all time or top five heavy metal or hard rock. I could do that. I mean, yeah, I'm very like, it's hard, Bushy, because there's so many bands and albums I love that it's really hard for me to go. Yes, I rank this band or this album it would be hard for me because there's just so many great records. Man. I think that's something we should do at some point and uh, put it way off, but schedule it. Okay, <laughs> you yeah, know what I that mean? would be something that because that's going to be with. hard. Because even yeah. David State, if we're going back to favorite albums, uh, he was asked about favorite Megadeth album, but he's like, well, if you're talking about favorite albums, you know, it could have been, you know, Elton John, Goodbye Yellow Book Road, and I was like. Oh wait, what? So Mustaine likes stuff that's not metal. That oh, for sure. Just as much as fucking you know, D. Snyder liking punk. Dude, he talks about it in his book. He talked about how he got introduced to music, and he was mentioning shit. That he was like, "I know it probably doesn't seem like this would be an influence on Megadeth, but believe me, it's there." And he mentioned bands like. Oh, fuck, Neil Sadaka and fucking Perry Cole. I mean, shit that you would never, you'd like, ah. But he said, it is there. It's there, you know. And, and, you know, my mom and dad, like I said before, they were pretty cool when they got on the turntable. They they introduced me, like I told dad earlier, when I was helping with his nosebleed, it was like one of those things where they introduced me. I mean, I, I got introduced to hard rock and metal, but my parents played bands like the Eagles and Fleetwood Mac and Bob Seger sure. and 
Eric Clapton, Jimi Hendrix, you know, the Beatles, the Stones, shit like that. Sure. Elton John, uh, Frank Zappa. My mom loved, like, old school country. Johnny Cash, Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, John Denver. I, I grew up on all that stuff, you know, so I love all that stuff, you know. I'm not just a metal dude, guys, just because I got metal in front of my name. <laughs> you know what? It's kind of funny. When you put it in that uh, perspective, um... Yeah, it makes perfect sense that Dave would like something like Elton John. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. it was it was it was his family that, and his sister, who I think he lost recently, that exposed him to a lot of that that music. That's awesome. I mean, here's a band, a perfect example, Bush. Not to get on a sidetrack, but when I was a younger kid, I fucking hated the Bee Gees. They were the enemy. They were disco. Fuck the Bee Gees, right? <laughs> it wasn't yeah. until my father played me some of their '60s stuff. And it reminded me of, like, the Beatles and stuff like that. Like, um, I started a joke, Massachusetts. You know, oh. And I was like, oh, this is some, this is really good. Who is this? My dad goes, New York the mining fuck? disaster. Dude, I yeah, love yeah. early BGs. Right, yeah. And, and I was like, wow, this is really cool. And as, of course, as I got older and I got wiser and I looked back on that music and really listened to the so-called disco stuff, I love a lot of that, too, now, you know. But at the time, it was like... It's kind of weird because to me, them and Donna Summer kind of originated that whole scene. So I always look at them as oh, like, do you do you think awesome. she was working hard for the money? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> In that I had a big crush waitress on skirt. Oh. Had, oh man, I had such a crush on her when I was a little kid. God had damn, the big hair. Yeah, <laughs> she was, that was a dowd. That's a sli <laughs> slice of chocolate pie that Uncle uh, that, that Metal Mike would have liked to have. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. out of Dovid too. You a wrestler fan? I don't know if we've ever had that conversation. Um, when it comes to the old school wrestlers, yeah, I got to be honest with you. Like, I'm familiar with Johnson and Cena, and part of that's because my buddies. I still have buddies like Bill. He still follows a lot of that stuff. Yeah, um, me too. I, I grew up on, but to me, and it's not taken because I think The Rock, John Cena, all those guys um, still. Stone Cold uh, Steve Austin, absolute entertainers, great wrestlers. Um, you know, it's it, it's funny because you know that 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 wrestling, uh, it's fake, it's choreographed. Well, here, folks, look, it may very well be choreographed, but every one of those guys is athletes. A lot of times, they get hurt putting those moves and doing what they're doing to entertain their fans. I mean, I don't know if you've ever watched it. But have you ever watched that Mickey Rourke movie, The Wrestler? Oh, it's one of my favorite movies, dude. A great movie, right? Plus, great you also film. get to see Marissa Tomei uh, in her birthday suit, which is always nice. But um, yes, I also recommend that before the devil knows you're dead, if you want to see her in her birthday suit getting plowed, that's pretty awesome too. But anyway, that's another. That's another. But actually, it is a good movie. That's just like icing on the cake for us fucking perverted guys. Right. But right. anyway, we're um, it's okay. But when it comes to uh, when it comes to um, wrestling for me my golden age was hulk hogan andre the giant um rowdy roddy piper rick flair those were the guys that i grew up on you know what i mean those sure. were the guys i watched so for me it was like once i got a bit older i just kind of i mean as i said i would check out a wrestlemania here or there because i had buddies that, hey man we're gonna get drunk and watch wrestlemania all right cool so i am familiar with some of the other guys too i gotta be honest with you i'm, I'm having a hard time placing this guy yeah, like I don't really remember him, man. Oh, that's horrifying. 
Um, my all-time favorite wrestler is Sting. Yeah, but, I know. I remember Sting. I, the guy with the makeup, right? The guy that looked like the crow. Well, well, the crow came later, but yeah, he used to look like a surfer. Yeah, yeah. He actually started with the Ultimate Warrior as a tag team. Yeah, he you was know? just on Chris Jericho's wrestling thing just the other day. Me and Bill watched it, and he was oh. pretty good for his age, man. Dude, Sting's like, still jumping off a of fucking like, I know. 10, 15 feet. Of, he's like 61. Bro, he was kicking ass. Last week's, last week's AEW Dynamite. Every Wednesday night at 8 o'clock. Now, is that the Chris Jericho? Because Chris Jericho's got his own wrestling well, uh, No, company. that was actually Cody Rhodes and Tony Khan. Cody Rhodes okay. left. Uh, but yeah, Jericho's over there. Sting's over there yeah. working with a young guy called Darby Allen, who, who's yeah, amazing. Yeah, who's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, that guy was doing backflips and all kinds of yeah. crazy shit. It's man. really fun. But this guy's Scott Hall. Everybody knew him from WWF as, uh, and I'm going to say WWF, you fucking purists. Um, he was Razor Ramon. Hello. Talk like a Cuban. You know? And he's not Cuban at all. And he had his, you know, his debut video, his debut promo. He's got a car decked out like Tony Montana. He's got the long-haired mullet. The curly Q, like uh, like Superman. He's like, hey yo, I raise our Ramon. and he would flick a toothpick at you. But I okay, I think I remember him now. But but I, I don't I remember, remember him as Razor Ramon. I started coming into wrestling. Um, I mean, how far back are you going here? We're Bush? going back. That guy sounds familiar. Well, Razor Ramon was uh, '90s WWF. Okay. 80s, yeah. 90s. Well, yeah, him and yeah. Diesel jumped ship when this little company called WCW got created. And Sting was an old NWA wrestler. Okay. Yeah. And I, I've been watching him for years. And, you know, Ric Flair used to wrestle there and such. So you had this new company, WCW. Ted Turner was like throwing money, money, money. I remember that, yeah. You know, that's what the whole Monday Night Wars thing. Well, Diesel and Razor Ramon show up at Monday Nitro, which was the WCW product. But it's not Diesel and Razor Ramon. I mean, they're being real, quote unquote, real. You know, I'm Scott Hall, and you know, I'm Kevin Nash, and we're here to fuck this up. And for a while, it'd be like every week they'd show up there just sitting in the audience, you know, heckling the wrestlers, and you're just like. Well, this is crazy because that's Diesel and that's Razor Ramon. You know, why are they being assholes? Well, they finally debut on WCW after causing all kinds of hell as the that's Outsiders. Brilliant, Dude, it was so great. It totally hooked me to WCW. I'm a much bigger WCW fan okay. than I am a WWF fan because, first of all, Sting went there from NWA, Ric Flair, because it was mostly NWA guys. But that whole Diesel Scott Hall thing, or I'm sorry, Kevin Nash Scott Hall thing, and then Medusa coming in and then using whatever other name it was, because she was the women's champion at WWF, it dropped that damn belt into the garbage can on TV, because WCW was live. Monday Night Raw was still, or Raw is War, was still a pre-recorded show. So, you know, they're live, and she's on there. She's the WWF women, or women's champion. Dropping the belt in the damn garbage can, setting it down. 
But the point is, Scott Hall, I mean, he, he helped start the Monday Night Wars with uh, Kevin Nash. Uh, I'm not a huge fan, but I am a fan. Um, man, he had just had a hip surgery. He'd gotten off the drugs. He'd gotten off the alcohol. DDP with his DDP yoga, uh, Diamond Dallas Page, who started off as a manager, became a wrestler with WCW. Got him on the straight and narrow. Gets inducted into the Hall of Fame. Makes one of the greatest Hall of Fame speeches in the history of the WWF, if you ask me. Yeah. Gets hip surgery. Two days later, three heart attacks. And then it's just bringing the family in. Huh. They were pulling them off life, uh, life support. And just a couple hours afterwards, it wasn't one of those where they linger around for a day and a half. It was a couple hours he passed away. And I just want to yeah. I just want to give thanks to the bad guy. Because, hmm. uh, man, WCW seems so real compared to WWF and what they were doing at that time. That I loved it so much. And uh, I'm going to tell I, you, I, when you go back I and watch it, it's that, just Because I think WWF at that point kind of got cartoony. Oh, they and had I the kinda, blue meanie and uh, they had characters. Yeah, and I got I, I got to be honest with you, I, that's why I kind of tuned out of wrestling. Don't blame I you. Just, I was just like, okay, this isn't for me anymore. You know, like I said, to me, it's always going to be, you know, like I, the guys I mentioned. Those are the guys I grew up on. Those were the guys that I watched. Yeah. You know, and uh, it was just a, a fun time. See, where Bill feels like the golden age of wrestling is with the rock and Cena and hey that stuff's great too, uh, Monday Night Wars fuck Cena rock Triple H Shawn Michaels Stone Cold speaking of John Cena have you do you have HBO Max I don't but I see the Batman is on there so I'm thinking well you need to watch Peacemaker Bushy it's you if you were a superhero and I'm just gonna leave it at that I don't even like the way he looks is it good uh, but it's very good, but you're going to love the music, my friend. Oh, my God. Are you going to love Peacemaker's musical's taste? Okay, then here's what I'm going to say. It better be better than the fucking uh, Cobra Kai. Oh. <laughs> yeah, all right. I'm going to say it's better than Cobra Kai, and I'm not done with it yet, but I will say this. The interesting thing about Peacemaker is it's very funny in a lot of parts. Um. But it gets kind of deep and serious in other parts, man. Like, because I guess to put it in perspective, Peacemaker is the character that the comedian from Watchmen was based on, if that makes any sense. I would have to go back and watch the Watchmen again because it's okay. been so long. I okay, remember Rorschach. I loved him. Oh, yeah. Rorschach rules. Yeah, he's like, that's my brother fucker right there. But, but, but Rorschach was kind of based on the question. That dude with the blank face, you know? No, um, no I don't know. You don't know familiar with him? Okay. When I was a kid, I would buy uh, Batman and Superman. Mm. Was not a Flash fan, was not an Aquaman fan. I would buy Wonder Woman because, well, some of those artists would draw her in very provocative situations. And when you're young and realizing that things get hard, and if you tug on it a minute, it feels good. <laughs> the, the Wonder Woman comics would get the job done before the Sears catalog was <laughs> discovered. <laughs> all right, all but I'm, right. I'm not a big DC fan. 
You know what See, I mean? See, I love both companies. I love Image, too. I'm just a comic book freak. Well, well I'm trying. You know, I'm trying. I, I've enjoyed the movies. I'm not going to go read the comics. I don't read comics anymore. Right. But I, I, I enjoy them. Everything I've yes. seen so far, I've enjoyed. I, I think you'll um, like it. Suicide Squad, I didn't like. I tried watching you, that Harley Quinn. Have you seen Quinn. Oh, No, hold on. Okay. Hold on, let me get there. I've seen no, Harley, Harley Quinn and the whatever, the la, 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 birds of I, I didn't like that. Horrible. And after uh, seeing uh, that, I'm like, I don't need to see a reboot of a movie I already saw and only half liked. The, 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 okay, because, well, you kind of, you really should watch The, is it, it's called The Suicide the, Squad. The right? Suicide Squad, yeah. You kind of watch it, though, if you're going to watch Peacemaker, because Peacemaker's in The Suicide Squad. And I there's know certain events that happen that affect him in this series. Like, it's, it's really the series is a spinoff from that movie, so. I guess That's all I'm just saying. I mean, I'm just saying. Uh, I saw the trailer, and I saw Cena in that stupid fucking suit. So I yeah. had no desires. Kind of like Shazam. Everybody thought Shazam was a great movie. Now, never a Shazam fan ever said fuck it. I watched the movie. I like comic book movies. Did not like it. Thought it was like horrible. It. Stupid. But, I, but I'll give it a try. But the whole point of all this was, yeah, Scott Hall, man, he passed away and it sucks. And he, I don't know that he's old enough for him to have passed away and it's horrible. Look, can we have a conversation as men? What the fuck happens to the male body? Huh. Why the fuck is it after you hit 40, you have to spend more time shaving your balls, shaving your ears, trimming out your nose hairs. Oh, my God. Eyebrows, you know, I used to, I remember watching the Delta Force back in the 80s in Heidelberg, Germany at the movie theater thinking Lee Marvin, dude, get some scissors. Them eyebrows were so big, but if I don't trim this shit almost daily, I know, what the hell is going on with the male body? Dude, never, just... never mind the cellulite and fat that accumulates on our belly. I'm more interested in the hair that's hanging out of my nose. I think I got a booger and I'm just yanking out hair. Yeah, well, you know, here it is, though. And it, it sucks for us, but try being a woman and growing a mustache. Because that happens to them, you know. Yeah, yeah. When you get older, dude, it just... I grow a mustache all the time. Sucks. I'm not impressed. You know, <laughs> but getting older sucks for everybody, oh, man. God. I don't care if you're a man. I don't care if you're a woman. In some ways, I think it may even be harder on women because I think in some ways women hit the wall a lot sooner than men do. I know that's probably not a popular take, and I'm not saying there aren't some good-looking, sexy, older women out there, but most of them have to work for it. they got to work at it. Isn't that a messed up thing in society that if you're old, gray, you're debonair as a male, but... Women don't get that same treatment. And I get it if... Now Now it's weird because people are aging very differently these days. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean, you're 51. I wouldn't guess that. I'm knocking on 50 at 47. And I'll get carded for shit. Because oh, I, I as you can see, I, I, I brought my beard down. I was tired of it with that big old chin mullet. I wanted to have my beard back. So I knocked it all down so that I can grow it back even. We can get away with it. I don't think that's fair. But at the same time, I'm sick of every other day half a... 
Why do I have to wipe off my bathroom sink after trimming the insides of my ears? That's some bullshit. I, I dude, I have a whole grooming <laughs> kit. Like I got the Freedom Groomer for my head, and my face. I've got a manscaper. I got it's a yeah. But you know what? I'm, I'm telling you, there's a bunch of ladies right now. Well, probably not a bunch. Let's be real. There's some ladies <laughs> out there that might be listening. <laughs> there there, there might be a half of there. Me bushy. You know they got to shave their legs. They got to shave their pits. A lot of them even shave their vajayjay. Like, they're probably like, fuck you guys. But they should. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to debate with you on that. I'm just I, I can throw my beard out and I'm hot. But, again, <laughs> so, so from their point of view, it's a rigged game already. They're like, these two fucking motherfuckers, fucking middle-aged fucks are complaining about getting old. Shut up. It's probably what they're thinking right now. <laughs> right. We don't even have to deal with menopause. Exactly, man. Exactly. It's one thing I won't. I mean, hey, when it comes to we might be, and I'm talking in general, the physically stronger of the species. But when it comes to pain and sickness, men are total pussbags. Oh yeah. Man. Oh yeah. We are total, total fucking pussies. Like, you know, because let's be honest, anybody that squeezes something the size of a watermelon off something the size of a fucking peach or a pear, you got my eternal respect, man. I don't know how y'all do it, ladies. Rock on with your bad selves, and we're just going to leave it at that.
we're here this week because we have a uncovered gem. Um, I was actually surprised that you looked at me kind of cross-eyed when I asked you about degeneration. That's what we're going to be talking about is degeneration. Had you never... Now, ha after having listened to the whole album, I know that you realize you've heard their music. You have. Hey, I, I, I don't remember it. You, you have, and we'll get to that. Okay, unless you played them on your show or something. Well, I always do. Or, or maybe on the, the podcast. Uh, they may anyway. On, they may have been on the podcast. Okay, go ahead. Did you have any knowledge of this band at all? None. Never heard of them, didn't know anything about them, um, and I just went ahead and listened to the album, and then I did a little bit of research, because I was curious, you know, found out a little bit about them. Wasn't a whole lot to find, though, as far as, like, the history of the band, and... and they and were around long. Yeah. Um, I was but, actually uh, surprised to find out that they released an album in 2016, because I'm unaware of that. And if I'm being honest... I've only heard the album that I sent you and the album they released after that. Yeah, it was kind of uh, because I was wanting, I, I had to literally take the album you sent me and put it on my laptop. Because see, with work, I work a lot, you know, and I work nights and I can listen to music. And I wanted to like listen to the album a couple of times and then take my notes. Right. I was kind of hoping I could find it on my Amazon Music. And I found D-Generation. I found two records, but not yeah, the one you sent yeah, you me. You found No so Lunch and the other one. And then, so I had to find, um, so I took the, the, the album you sent me, and I transferred it to my laptop and listened to it that way. Now, did and, you listen uh, to No Lunch? No, I did, I've not listened to any other album okay. other than this. I wanted to focus completely on this record. I didn't yeah. want there to be any distractions. Here's the reason I asked, because, let's see, one, two, three, four songs from... The debut in 94, which is what we're talking about. It's on that record? Is, is on that album. Okay. And they're wicked sped up. And I say that for a reason, because when you listen to it, I think you can agree it's not fast. Although there are some bangers on there. But we are mm -hmm. going to be talking about the 1994 Chrysalis debut of the band Degeneration. Uh, Self-titled album. I, now, I got to tell you, I discovered this band in 96 when I went to Ottawa to see the uh, to see my first concert. It was uh, the Kiss Reunion Tour. So I'm up there in Ottawa, Canada. I wish I could remember the name of the stadium, but Bushy drinks a lot. And I just remember these guys coming out on stage, and they got like an orange Marshall stack sitting over here on this side to the right. Because I was just left of center. You'll never hear me say that ever again. I was just left of center <laughs> of the stage. Nice. And these guys came out and blew me the fuck away. They looked like a bar band. I was like, who the fuck? Did I get the shit end of the deal on this Kiss thing? What, what, what is going on? No, no, no. These guys pounded me in the chest so hard in 96 with that fucking bass fucking drum. I fell in love with them immediately. And, you know, I had to take the bus from Ottawa, Ontario, Canada, back to Kingston, Ontario, Canada, get in my car and drive across the border an hour south <laughs> in another 40 minutes to get to Fort Drum. 
But the next day I got up and I went straight to Watertown to this little mom and pop record shop uh, uh, called Stage Door Music that's no longer there and bought their debut album. And then I bought the follow-up, No Lunch, because they were both there side by side, and I liked them so much. You know, from my live experience, that I had to go ahead and uh, buy it. Okay. <laughs> Excuse me. So I love when we do this, and one of us does another record. And it's really hard, because Metal Mike, you know so much more on the rock and metal thing than I do. But I got to tell you, I was like, nah, this is kind of glammy. This is kind of punky. Maybe he doesn't know it. And I win. <laughs> now, um, now I don't want to ask you for an overall impression. Let's just dive into this bitch. Now, look, this is the CD era. This album came out in 1994 on Chrysalis Records. Uh, they didn't stick with them long because the album didn't move the way they wanted it to. I don't know why Chrysalis even bothers to sign rock or metal bands, man. I like because either. they fucking suck at it. They they're just terrible at promoting those type of bands. Exactly. But Kiss found out about them and they're doing their big reunion tour. So right, I know. But dude, then again, that's '96 when the next album came out when they moved to Columbia. So maybe that helped. I mean, you know what I'm saying, though, dude. I mean, Chrysalis has a history of fucking rock and metal bands over man i just like i if i'm a i hate to say it i mean because i know a lot of these guys are desperate to make it but if i'm in a band chrysalis comes knocking i'm gonna be like yeah no because i know you're gonna fuck me in the end well that's a lot like pavement pavement records all they help you with is distribution they don't help you with booking and tours or nothing you have to do everything on your own and that's what happened with my uh buddies out of uh, watertown new york that are now out of auburn new york uh, caustic method because they sign right. pavement yeah but let's dive into this bitch it's a long album and i i thought it was short i mean i knew there was a lot of songs like ah it's punk so it's short it's fucking not it's a 13 yeah. it's a 13 track album i think that's too many we'll get to that in the end but let's dive right in i got to know what you think about the opening track no way out
Okay, here's my note. No way out. The very, and I'm just talking the very, very beginning, Bush. <laughs> reminds me of Helter Skelter, the very, very beginning, yeah. before Paul starts seeing it. I'm like, ah, oh, a little bit of Helter Skelter love. Um, I'm just going to say it right now, just judging from the first track. This band, to me, sounded a lot like the sweet and cheap trick meeting the Ramones and the Sex Pistols, um, which I found out later they're a glam punk band. Makes sense. Rocking guitars, killer backbeat by the rhythm section. Good hooks and melodies. I dig the fuck out of this track. Great opener. Oh, dude. You've got to check out No Lunch That Is Sped Up. Oh, okay, cool. I have loved this song. Since they opened with it at that 96 well, it's reunion a good show. Opener, man. And they opened with it the 96 style. So instead of ding, 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 you know, and I and I and I love the guitar work. It's just a fun song, dude. I, I dig the hell out of it. I'm going to tell you, I care more about your opinions on this stuff than uh, about mine. But I will take the second track, "Sins of America." I actually love this opening too. It's kind of a Guns's uh, Guns and Roses ish in that opening part with the way the bass is working, and the whole tune just kind of has a. Uh, garage band feel but in yeah. a good way <laughs> you know it's not like it's i bad. actually kind of like a lot of garage rock man you know right. some of it i mean it's simple it's catchy <laughs> it's got a strong political message don't ask me what it is because i'm drinking but it's not ha. a bad song man it's, it's it's a good track um well and here's the thing also like you mentioned garage rock i've always thought garage rock was very important not just on not only was it an influence on metal, but it was also an influence on punk, I feel. So, you know, garage rock, I think, is, is a very um, kind of overlooked subgenre of rock that you you, know, you got to give it its due because I definitely think garage rock opened the door for, for punk and metal. Um, Since America sure. starts off with a really cool bass riff. The rhythm section's very prevalent on this track, as well as the whole fucking album, really. Um, just a pretty good rocking track. I don't like it as much as the first track, which I felt was like a punch. But um, some tasty guitar solos as well. But I like it. Nice, nice. Now, you didn't get the Guns N' Roses vibe. I mean, I don't know if it was Rocket Queen or what. I got that vibe because of the bass. You know, now that you mention it, I didn't really think about it at the time, but I can definitely hear what you're talking about. Yeah, Man, Rocket call. Queen. Rocket Queen, what a great track that is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I totally got that vibe. Guitar Mafia. What do you think of that one? Total Ramones worship here, as far as I'm concerned. Not bad at all. But I like the previous two tracks better. And it's kind of a little bit of a decline from the first two tracks. But nevertheless... A catchy little ditty. Nice, nice. See, I think this song is a fucking banger, dude. Even though it isn't heavy, mm -hmm. it's a mid-tempo rocker. I love the lead guitar tone. The, the, the tone of that guitar in this song is amazing. Uh, the solo definitely isn't on the level of the greats, but man, it works. Um, the lyric content is great. Seems like they're uh, talking about 
not being pigeonholed into a certain style. Either way, you know, I don't, I don't know exactly what they're talking about, but I dig the fuck out of this track. All right, cool, cool. Feel like suicide. Is that you or me? Is it me? I think it's you, yeah. I think it's me, yeah. This is, um, man, I love this song. But I keep going back to Metallica, Fade to Black, because this is a man talking about contemplating suicide. Mm -hmm. um, but it's weird, because he shouldn't be so happy. <laughs> uh, yes! <laughs> this is a happy-go-lucky dance song, if you like suicide. But, um, it's punk-influenced, so it's happy-sounding rocker. Dude, I love it. <laughs> I love this track. Uh, right on. Another track that I, again, and I don't mean this to put down at all, just total Ramones uh, worship here. Just total Ramones, that pop, pop sensibility, uh, sweet guitar soloing throughout the entire song. Again, another love letter to the Ramones as far as I'm concerned, but not a bad thing. I mean, it's not like they're being Ramones clones, but I definitely hear the Ramones in this song. Because that would be just the kind of type of thing Ramones would do. they we're going to sing a happy song about fucking killing yourself because that's just the way the Ramones rolled. You know, they would do weird shit like that. Right. Uh, still hear some sweet in there too, but mostly Ramones on this one, but I, I dig it. Nice, man. I, I love when I send you something you like. And I, and I will tell you, when I send you something, I'm very biased. I'm like, no, this has got enough where he's going to dig some of it. Right. Well, track five, because it says CD, not a record, uh -huh. is uh, Waiting for the Next Big Parade, and I think that's you. What I what I said here was good, solid musicianship uh, throughout the album, uh, or song, stellar guitar work. Uh, not a bad song. Filler, but killer filler. That's what I got. Wow. Wow. I love the changes, you know, musically yeah. in the track. Well, I'm not saying it's a bad song. I liked it. Uh, like I said, I, good, solid musicianship throughout the song. And, and the guitar work was fucking, I'm like, man, he's getting it on this track, yeah. you know? Isn't it funny? Because, um, dude, and I can't remember his name, but he seems to have kind of a Robert Smith type issue with the press lyrics. This is a depressing song. Yeah. But it works for me. In fact, I think it's one of the best tracks on the album. Really? Okay. I, like yeah. I said, I liked it. Um, I didn't like it that much, but I did like it. <laughs> well, the next track, Falling, track six. I've never dug this song. It's an album track, filler track. I guess we could call it a ballad. I just never liked it. And I hate all those yes at the end. I'm a na-na-na guy. You can give me na-na-na's all day long, and I am with you. You give me too many, too many fucking yes. Dude, the only guy that can give me a yeah is Ozzy fucking Osbourne. Uh, listen to Bark at the Moon. <laughs> yeah, not a fan of this song at all. Um, I thought it kind of... At, in the beginning, it kind of has cool, slow check and riff, but then it just kind of tapers off and meanders. Not really feeling this one, folks. Tear in your beer track, least favorite track of the album. Yeah, yeah. Boy, we're on 
we're on the same page. Yeah, I was just like, yeah, I wasn't feeling this one. Wasted uh, years at Eight Iron Maiden, but what'd you think about it? A much better track than the last track. Much more upbeat, killer guitar work, and overall a pretty damn good track. Fuck yeah. That opening just rocks. Yeah. It doesn't lead to disappointment. Nope. <laughs> you know, these, these, all these songs are not super fast, but they still rock. I love the ooh, ma, ma, ma. <laughs> I can't help it. it. It makes me think of School of Rock with fucking uh, Jack Black. Uh, the 70s feel of the song is so mm -hmm. cool. It's got a strong 70s feel. For sure. I, I dig this motherfucker. Might be why I kind of like this record, because it reminded me of the Sweet. It reminded me of all those bands. I said, like, when I heard it, I'm going, oh, well, this is like Cheap Trick and 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 the Sweet meeting the Ramones and the Sex Pistols. Well, I like all four of those bands, you know what right. I'm saying? So I'm like, kind of like, hey, this is pretty cool. Winning so far. Nice, nice. Stealing Time, track eight. Um... This song would work on the soundtrack for Empire Records. got a cool little bit of lead work to open it um the oh no 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 dude that stuff's catchy as hell mm -hmm. i kind of dig the chorus i love the instrumental breakdown after the solo it's a great song now if you think about uh, empire records maybe just think about the song sugar high where your mm -hmm. face is up on the you know roof singing that shit it's just got that kind of vibe. Renee's Wilder in her prime, I mean. Oh, gosh, yeah, back when she was smoking hot. Her and Liv Tyler both. It's like, oh. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they were in a spank bag back then. <laughs> oh, for sure, dude, for sure. Well, what did you think of Stealing Time? All right, another Ramones wannabe track, but I don't mean that to come off as harshly as it probably sounds. Just great, nice, great melodies and hooks. Just a cool chorus. The fucking guitar solos are tasty as fuck. I dig this track totally. That's my note. Awesome, awesome. Uh, track nine is Ghosts. What do you think of that one? Another rockin' tune. Very catchy melodies. 
pretty much kind of repeating myself here. I really just like the guitar work on this whole record. And I love the line where he's like, the ghosts are on my back. I can totally relate to what he's saying because what I think he's, he's talking about is memories. Spe specifically memories where you've been heartbroken. Like, there's certain people that come in your life and they and when they leave, they, well, you know, now they even call it a term, ghosting, you know. and I, Right. Where they haunt you, you know, basically, you know, and um, yeah, I, I dig this tune, man. I could, it was a totally re relatable track. I liked it. What do you think, Bush? That that's awesome. You related to it because I have a hard time with this one. It's oh filler. really? Yeah, it's filler. The chorus is kind of cheesy. Uh, sometimes I like guys whining about <laughs> getting fucked over, and other times I hate it. This is one of those times <laughs> where. I kind of hate it. I mean, it's it's not horrible. All right. But it's not great at all. Whatever, Bush. Whatever. No. I didn't say it was great. I just. I got to say the ending part, though, is really cool. That whole th that, the whole thing they're doing at the end is, is really yeah, badass. Yeah, right, right. All right, now, if you don't like this, motherfucker, I'm going to come through this screen and fight you. Number 10, Frankie. Dig the little uh, drum intro. Just total Sex Pistols vibe on this track. I dig it. Cool riffage. Tasty guitar soloing. Rhythm sections totally fucking killing it. My favorite track on the album. Dude. <laughs> My dick just got hard. Up-tempo <laughs> rocker that makes you want to throw your fists in the air. I love the riffs. I love the leads. I love the drums. Even the vocals, it's just a great tune. This needs to be played loud. It has a Jane's Addiction feel to me. Yeah, yeah. I never thought about it like that, but I can totally hear it now. Fuck yeah, love it. Favorite song on the album. <laughs> That's badass. See, we agree more than you think, Bush. Yeah, hell yeah. Working on the Avenue. Is that you or me? Gotta hold I think you. it's it's me. It's me. Okay, yeah. What you got? Working on the Avenue. Another winner, ladies and gentlemen. I I know these guys are classified as glam punk, but tracks like this sound almost like power pop to me. Or power pop punk to me, but I, I did this song. I liked it. What's your thoughts? Yeah. Man, this tune is just driving in the intro. Yeah, yeah. But then it kind of dies off guitar-wise yeah. uh, during during the verses. But then, you know, you get to the chorus and the pre-chorus and it thickens up. The solo isn't amazing, but it works. It's not bad. It's filler. I think it's killer filler. Yeah, filler. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but killer filler. It's good filler. It's not like, oh, fuck, you know, a skipper. To me, there's filler and then there's like, there's, there's killer filler and then there's skippable filler where you're just like, okay... And you hit the button for the next right. track. You know what I'm saying? I it, it, it held my interest long enough, Bush, where I was like, okay, that's why I put another winner. Okay, yeah, see, Falling would be, be the one that I skip every time. Oh, yeah, that song fucking sucks. I'm Ugh, just... It, horrible. That shouldn't even have made the album. I, yeah. it's, it's, I'm like, ugh. Interesting you say that, because when we get to the end of this, I have four songs <laughs> that I think need to come off. Okay. Uh, Vampire Nation. Track 12, never liked this track either. Like, ah. shouldn't be on the album at all. 
<laughs> hate. I could find no redeeming qualities in it. Okay, I'm not that harsh on it. It's not one of my favorite tracks, I'll be really honest. Um, like I said, Vampire Nation, total fucking emo title is what I put. And I love vampires, I may <laughs> A more slow-paced... As long as they don't glitter. Dare, is I, dare I say almost blues rock? Wow. Might be an emo title. Fuck out has of some, here. But has a... Um, but it has a little bit of swagger to it. I do like the guitar solo, uh, the kind of song that maybe a hot chick would strip for you. And then I put a question mark. Second least track on favorite track on the album. This is your second favorite. Least favorite. Oh, least favorite. Okay. Whew. Got kind of. I was. I was ready to. So I'm not as hard on it as you are, <laughs> but I, I didn't like. I, I was like, man, I could see a fucking like emo fucking chick stripping to me to this song, you know, kind of thing. And maybe that's why I liked it, kind of, because I was like, my imagination went off on me, which should tell you what the song was really doing. It must have been kind of boring me because I was just thinking about this emo fucking like this fucking goth chick stripping for me, you know, which was kind of cool. That's you know? great. Maybe I almost want to like rub one out, but you know, so, I was at work, so I couldn't. So the visuals way way better than the song. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Track thirteen, the final track on this album, Degenerated. What do you think? Okay, I gotta be honest. A killer, fast-paced track, ripping guitar solos throughout. Just a dirty fucking rocker. Perfect closing track. My favorite track on the album besides the other one. Killer closer is what I got. Nice, nice. Um, I've got a three-way tie for favorites. Um, no Way Out will be at the top. Uh, oh, no, second. Frankie is obviously my favorite. Degeneration. Yeah, that's number three. Here we go. The song played by the Lone Rangers on Airheads. <laughs> I prefer the Degeneration version. Man, this track just fucking cooks. I love those lyrics. Johnny don't care about the world as long as he can fuck his girl. Prove that he's a man. That shit's so fucking awesome. It's just a middle finger to fucking society. It's everything rock and roll should be. Great tune. Great fucking tune. Killer way to close the album. Yeah, uh, this song is tied with Frankie is my favorite. And then my second favorite is the opening track. Yeah, No Way Out. Dude, I'm telling you, check out No Lunch, because No Way Out will become your favorite song. Right on. Okay, cool. Just just based on the pacing. But yeah, uh, Bushy, I have to say, cool pick. Uh, something I like that, because it was something I wasn't familiar with at all, but I dug it, man. I, You know, I'm like, so much so that I'm probably going to play some of their stuff on the Metal Mike show in the near future. Dude, it's good. Just get the No Lunch album. I'll send okay, it. Okay, yeah, okay, cool. Awesome, because I, yeah... Like I said, I really liked it, Bush. So thank you I, for turning me on to something new, buddy. I, well, you're welcome. Um, I think that if you take out tracks 6, 9, 11, and 12, uh, so Vampire, Working on the Avenue, Ghosts, and Falling, you have a flawless record. Okay. You have a flawless debut. It, it, if you could take some songs out, what would make this perfect? For me? Yeah, yeah, for you. Uh that's a good question dude um let me go through my notes again because there was two songs i really didn't like um at all 
Yeah, yeah. There's a couple shitters on here. But falling, falling. Has, falling has got to go. Yeah, uh, wow. that song just. Ugh. Um. After that. Um. Let's see here. There was another song I didn't really like. That much. Vampire Nation can go. Maybe yeah. a side somewhere, maybe. Uh, those two were really the ones that I was just like, yes, I'm just not feeling it at all. Um, even Like I said, I was dreaming about a fucking goth chick stripping to me on that song, so that should tell you everything you need to know, right? Like, it didn't really hold my interest. Um, yeah, I don't know, man, because even some of the ones that I consider filler, they're kind of killer filler, so I'm like, okay. I, I don't know, you know? I mean, I'd have to... So you're good with you're good with an eleven track album. I'm good yeah. with a nine track album. Yeah. No, that's 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 positive, man. That's great. Yeah, I'm glad, oh, I'm glad Bush. You know, I'm glad because you know, you know me. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to tell you if I don't feel it, I'll tell you. Hey, I, I oh, don't sure. feel this shit at all. Uh, but yeah. I mean, well, I got to tell you, um, the songs that were released from this record on their Columbia debut were Frankie, No Way Out, Waiting for the Next Big Parade, and Degenerated. See, I like all four of those songs. Yeah, yeah. Well, they took the four, probably four best songs. Yeah. <laughs> on yeah. the album. And uh, put it for their uh, Columbia debut. And then, hey, guess what? They got to open for Kiss on the reunion tour. So, so the, Columbia de- the Columbia debut, was that a self-titled, another self-titled album? Or what no. Was it? It's called No Lunch. No Lunch, the one you were talking about earlier. Right. And here's the funny thing, because they released some albums. Um, I knew them from the debut in No Lunch. Mm-hmm. Well, they came out in 99 with Through the Darkness. I've never heard it, because I had thought they had broken up. And then in 2016, they released an album, self-released, No Label. Nothing is uh, anywhere. Nothing is anywhere. And I have never heard that either. So even I had to do a little more research. All right. But I, but are they are they broke up now, Bush? Did they? It, it doesn't say right? anything about them not being around anymore. Because I, I tried to find out some stuff. I couldn't find a whole lot, to be honest. It was just like little bits and pieces here and there. There wasn't There's a whole... not. You have to kind of look up Jesse Malin, the singer, and that'll get you to all these bands. Oh, okay. You know, because he's, he did some solo stuff. I never heard it. I remember shortly after seeing Kiss uh, in 96, maybe just a couple months, I remember seeing Degeneration on MTV. That was wild, and and they just they just didn't hit. But you had Green Day, you had Offspring, you had all these you know neo pop punk bands coming out. Mm-hmm. Maybe they just didn't you know cut the mustard. I think they're absolutely amazing. I think everybody well, should check them out. No, that's a very old story, Bush. You'll see these like genres that come and become popular, and there's certain bands that were doing the same thing. But for whatever reason, they just kind of fall between the cracks. I don't know why. And I'm talking bands that I think maybe did it better than the ones that got popular, you know? So. Well, well you know. it's funny. I mean, they compare these guys to like Lit 
and uh, Jane's Addiction and things like that, which mm. was of the time. Yeah. Who, who got huge? And Jane's Addiction only released two fucking albums, and they were like yeah. monsters. Uh, they were huge, yeah. You know, Lit was around for a while. It's, I don't know. I, I think everybody should absolutely check out this record. And then check out No Lunch, because it's even better, because the tempo picks up. Okay, cool. I think I'm going to try to put a lot of music in here uh, from this record. You know, one-minute clips. Okay. So you guys can get a little taste of what's going on with this band, because I think it's a really, really good band. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Even yeah. though I only know two records. <laughs> <laughs> of their four. Right on, man. Well, I'm glad you liked it. That's fun. Uh, man, I'm two for two. You didn't hate Warrant, so. No, not at all. Like, I was pleasantly surprised. There was some. Man, I still think Hole in the Wall is a fucking killer track. Dude, I love that's, that. a, that's a great jam. Yeah. I was like, hell yeah. Go, Janie. I, I'm so confused you didn't like Machine Gun. That shit rips. <laughs> I didn't. If I were to go to mine, I don't think it wasn't I didn't like it. I just said that it was, if I remember right, a typical song of that era, but on steroids, which was kind of a compliment because it's... Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I forget about the on steroids part. Yeah, you know. You know me, Bush. I'm fair. That's funny. I'm going to have to do so much music in this damn thing. <laughs> We've yeah, because the review by pretty quick, didn't we? We've never recorded an episode this short. Never. I don't That's know myself, man. I'd ask Metal Mike what he's wearing, but I could see him. Bastard. <laughs> I just got it. I just got it today in the mail, man. This is, which, you know, speaking of which, we do our promotions or our plugs of the week here on the plug, and I'm going to plug this, man. It's a band from St. Louis. I saw them a couple of years ago open for Goat Whore and... Um, Crowbar, they're kind of like a, a blackened thrash metal band, which there's other bands, like there's a band also from the St. Louis area that's no longer with us. I mean, they're not dead, but they broke up, called Blackfast, that I totally love, and fucking, they're amazing. I even know the guitar player, uh, uh, Trevor Johansson, um, really good dude, but they broke up, unfortunately. These guys, he's got a, they got a new lineup together, and I haven't even really listened to this record yet, but I'm plugging it anyway because if it's anything like their past stuff. Of course, I also checked out some reviews. It's getting a lot of positive reviews. The album is called Rotten Blood. It just came out. Um, you can go to their website, uh, which I do believe. I ordered it straight from them with the shirt. I got a bundle deal. Nice. Um, I really dig them. They're called Bastard. They're from St. Louis. And, uh, yeah, man, fucking check them out, dude. They're heavy. Oh, yeah. Uh, like I said, almost like a black, which I'm not the world's biggest black black metal fan. I mean, some of it I dig, some of it I don't. But when they mix it with thrash, it just makes my dick hard for some reason. Because there's like another band called The Fans Repent that kind of has that sound. And I just, oh my God, I just fucking, I'm like, yeah. That's you know? awesome. That's awesome. I, I wish I had something that cool to plug. Um. <laughs> My plug is uh, a book, but it's a series of books. Um, I, I've been a fan of this man since middle school. I made sure to read it every morning. And no, it's not the news. 
We're talking about the uh, syndicated comic strip by uh, Bill Watterson, Calvin and Hobbes. It was my favorite strip from the moment I read it. It replaced Garfield, and I thought Garfield was God. Well, in 2005, well after that, because I think, I think Watterson quit and wrote his last Sunday strip in 95. 2005, they released something called The Complete Calvin and Hobbes. It was only available in a hardcover, and I just couldn't afford it because it's 195 bucks. Couldn't afford it. Well, the other day, I was like, I have some extra money laying around. And I don't have all the Calvin and Hobbes soft covers that I had as a kid. I'm pretty sure they're in my bedroom at home where I grew up, but I don't talk to my ex-stepmother anymore. So I'm not going to go try and get them. I said, fuck, let me see if I can get this. And I looked on it, and they were offering the, uh, the paperback, Complete Calvin and Hobbes, for like 70 bucks. And I said, no, 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 let me click hardcover. So I paid 180 so it's gone down 15 bucks, and you know, however long that is. The Complete Calvin and Hobbes, every single strip. That's awesome, dude. From your black and white to your Sunday color in this collection. It's heavy as shit. I bet it's like 30 pounds. These three books. Uh, it's a, They have an original introduction by Bill Watterson, who walked away from Calvin and Hobbes. And I got to tell you, anybody that has, you know, Calvin pissing on a damn sports team, that's not licensed. Bill Watterson would not license his product. He would not syndicate his product. And he finally walked away from it from all the pressure because of how uh, you know popular it was. Um, it's got a full color cover, spot art from Watterson's classic collections. You get to see Calvin when you couldn't even see his eyes. I'm telling you, get the book because it shows some early strips where he had uh, you know hair all the way down to his nose. It's got all the stories. Everything is in order. It's absolutely amazing. It's going to set you back a little bit. I mean, for people making one hundred fifty thousand a year, maybe it's not going to hurt. People making thirty and forty, <laughs> do, do I have to have steak this week? <laughs> you know, kind of thing. Huh. It's absolutely amazing. Um, yeah, I bought the uh, complete Calvin and Hobbes, <laughs> and I'm so happy. I got to tell you also. Um, I talked about the Glenn Beck book a couple weeks ago on Kindle. Dude, I've kept trying to read it, and I can't. I, I can't do the, look, fuck you kids, get off my lawn. I don't, you know, swipe, swipe, swipe. I want to turn pages. Well, yesterday, my physical hardcover copy of Glenn Beck's The Great Reset came, and I can't wait to dive into that, because I have to turn pages. I'm old. Get off my lawn. <laughs> that's cool check out bastard uh, website oh um i'm sorry i should have been paying more attention to what i was doing i was this thinking about see you don't well, know when i'm recording with this guy he like zones off he's like yeah and i was thinking about i was going to get a talk squirrel <laughs> yes i do i'm sorry um
I should leave all they had, in so people I'm sorry. know what I go through. Oh, fuck off, man. <laughs> uh, they have a band camp. Just, uh, you know, bastardstlbandcamp.com. All right, start over. Start over. They have a band camp. Bastardstlbandcamp.com. Just go to their band camp, look up BastardSTL, and... It's got all. It's got their entire discography there. Really cool band. Like I said, I dig them, and uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna actually when I get done here, I'm gonna burn this CD and listen to it and check it out. I'm sure I won't be disappointed. Uh, I never am. Check them out. Great band, guys. Nice. Tell nice. them DJ Metal Mike sent you. Yeah, for fucking real, and the plug podcast. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes. Then give us a five star review. Yeah, fuckers. You know, it's funny, uh, we had a Facebook recommendation, but it was just Mark Alden Taylor fucking with us. <laughs> but you know what? I'm going to go ahead and read it. I just got to get there. Uh, well, I, we? I appreciate, like, he, he, when you shared that last episode, he shared, he, he shared the shit out of it. I was just like... Oh, well, thanks, Mark, you know? I mean, I appreciate that, buddy. He, like, shared it, like, seven or eight times, maybe more. I was like, all right, bro. Thank you, Mark Alton Taylor. Yeah, no, Mark. Mark's a good guy. <laughs> I love good, that guy. Good dude. Good guy. Good guy. And he snorts whiskey. He's a man. <laughs> yeah, because I'm not snorting whiskey. I was like, oh, when I watched that video... I about pissed myself. And then Ralph shared it again for his listeners on YouTube, man. It fucking rules. I'm like, God damn, Mark. You, yeah, I mean, you have to share it. It's so damn funny. Oh, it is fucking hilarious, man. It was like, I mean, I was like, that's metal. Mark Alton Taylor, don't let anybody fool you. You are metal, my friend. That was hilarious. Well... <laughs> Listen to bro. Hey, he likes a lot of the same goofy shit you like, so I don't want to hear it. Yeah, but he thinks Getty Lee is good, so that's because Getty Lee is an amazing bass player. Rush fucking rule. Not everything they did, but yeah, a certain a certain period is great, in my mm. opinion. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever, dude. Mr. Elf, I don't want to hear it. Oh, God. I'm just a boy trying to be sailing. Way better. Yeah. <laughs> Horrible. It's so fucking awful that even Alton John was like, who put out this gay stuff? That's how bad it is. I got, I got to read this because Mark did give us a five-star review. It was very sweet of him. Thank you, Mark. And this is back February 28th. That's how long it's been since I've looked at it. Oh, wow. And uh, that's bullshit because nobody has left us a review or recommendation. Well, isn't so, there another site you can go to called Podchasers or something? I've heard about uh, it. I need to leave... I need to leave some reviews for some of our fellow podcasters, too. I may, I I may have to... I may have to get us on Podchaser. I don't know if we're there. Okay. But Mark Alden Taylor recommends the Plug Podcast, February 28th at 10.43 a.m. This show sucks balls. 
but he said, nah, it rules, just busting balls. If you want two guys who like to rock, listen to this show. If not, go listen to Adele. Wait, Bushy probably loves her, LOL. <laughs> um, for the record, I fucking hate Adele. Uh, when I was selling cars up in Watertown, New York, Dude, I, I forget which song was huge for her at the time, but Sirius XM Radio, which is what played over our speakers. Played it over and over oh and over. Oh, my God. I only worked, well, between eight and ten hours a day, depending on the day. Mm-hmm. I could hear the song six, eight times, depending on the day. Fuck. So, no. I can fuck Adele. But thanks for the review. We like. I wouldn't mind doing it now. Have you seen her lately? She's looking good, man. She lost all that weight. I don't give she a shit. She still talks like this, though. I don't you know? give a shit about her being heavy. Well, she I ain't heavy no more, bro. The shitty fucking music she does. Yeah, I'm not a big fan either. I'd um, rather hang out with Rebel Wilson. She lost a lot of weight, too. Adele looks cuter, though. Uh, I mean, she looks good, dude. I she caught was, myself that so bitches like you can't. She she uh, way better. I gotta admit, I gotta admit though, she uh, I almost didn't recognize her. It's like, damn Adele, you go girl. But it's funny to hear her talk because she talks like this. She's got a Cockney accent, and I'm like, whoa! Could you imagine if I can check like that? Be like, I'm gonna suck your cock. Whoa, whoa! Stop! We try to do. It. I'm about to drop trowel here. Oh, I'm talking <laughs> to you, dude. <laughs> Check out Bastard. Get some Calvin and Hobbes. If you never read that comic strip, oh, it's I don't, fucking brilliant. I, it's I don't know so what's wrong funny. with you. It's the, uh, here, I'll just read the thing that came with it. Uh, Calvin and Hobbes is unquestionably one of the most popular comic strips of all time. The imaginative world of a boy and his real, only to him, tiger. Has charmed readers for 20 years. Now that's 2005. Yeah. And now in the complete Calvin Hobbes, those fans can discover the ultimate Calvin Hobbes treasure chest. A deluxe three-volume set containing every daily and Sunday Calvin Hobbes cartoon that appeared in newspapers from 85 to 95. I'm telling you, I prefer comic strips to comic books. I won't go that far. I love them both. I, I I like the art. I like the political undertones. Like Calvin was like brilliant. I remember this one uh, this one strip. I don't think it was a strip. I think it was just one of those things he put at the end of a strip because it didn't fit the story he was telling. Mm-hmm. And it was just Calvin picking up some garbage out in the woods with Hobbes, who was real to him as a tiger at that point because this is stuffed mm-hmm. tiger. His you know his, his stuffed teddy bear, or whatever. And he's holding this nasty piece of garbage, and he says, I think the surest sign that alien life exists is that none of it has tried to contact us yet. Yeah. This is, and this is through the eyes of a six-year-old boy. It's so much fun. Check it out. If you, if you, I'm not saying go spend 185 bucks on a collection, although I think you should. But definitely go uh, to the online comic stores or go to your local bookstore. You can get any number of books. I think there's like 15, 20 Calvin's and Hobbes collections. Go buy them. They're fucking brilliant. It's amazing. Go check out Bastard. 
at bastardstlbandcamp.com. Look, I remembered that. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, 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 Bandcamp. Bandcamp rules. That's what I keep hearing is how amazing Bandcamp is. It is. <laughs> First, whenever I, I think of it, I'm like, what a great name, because when I, I always think of Allison Hannigan, this time, at band, this one time, at Bandcamp? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I know. Every Friday, all the proceeds go directly to the musician. Yep. Very, so, very good, my friend. Great so plug. Only uh, buy on Fridays. Bush. Great plug, Bush. Hey, I pay attention. How do you think I got this Midnight Spell shirt and the CD? And the Great band. Brian Wilson of Thrasher Die and God knows how many other bands. I think he also drums for Yngwie Malmsteen as Yngwie, well. he's his touring uh, drummer, yeah. He's a fucking phenomenal drummer, man. Brian's great. Good dude, right. too. I've never met the man, but uh, seems like a good dude, man. Young kid seems pretty friendly. He's in his early 20s, maybe mid-20s by now. You know, I've been following Thrash or Die forever. You know, uh, dude, he's a banger. He's a banger. I've got some, what is it, uh, Night Witch? What the hell is that other band he's with? Oh, oh God. Um, yeah, hold on a moment. It, it's heavy as fuck, because I've got a little, it looks like a 45, but it's an EP, but only two songs on each side. And it's like death metal. <laughs> that guy just drums, man. He doesn't fuck around. Yeah, he's a phenomenal drummer, man. I mean, just listen to Thrasher Die for an exhibit of what oh, I'm talking yeah, about. Check it's out like, Melting Your Skull. He's ridiculous. Did he play with Combat? Was he the drummer on Combat? You know, he might have been. It says right here he's been in Buzz, Buzzaraco, um, Hell Witch. Hell Witch. Not Night Witch, Hell Witch. And then Midnight Spell, Thrasher Die, and Wool and Ingve Momstein. And every one of these it says from here to present. From here to present. It's kinda crazy, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, he, he's he's a hell of a drummer, man. Um, hell yeah, you can you can go meet him. Ingve's touring again. Brian's gonna be out there. Hell yeah. He, he will be the youngest guy on the stage. Born October tenth, nineteen ninety six. Yeah. Oh my God! So he's just out of diapers. Sixteen years and two days younger than me. Yeah, I don't reverse math. I English. October eighth, nineteen seventy, is my birthday. So wow, almost sixteen years younger than me. Yeah, yeah. almost. Amazing drummer, amazing drummer. Make sure you check those guys out too. Fuck yeah! And, and see him on tour. With Ingve and tell him the plug mentioned it. Yes. And he'll say, who the fuck are these guys? And say, fuck it. That's just how we they'll know. Be like, they'll be like, no, dude, they'll know you because it's the pathetically subjective guys. And go, oh, yeah, those guys rule. Yeah. They're, they get three listens and pathetically subjective. <laughs> Miller Mike, I have enjoyed this. I'm glad I've turned you on to something else. I can't wait for your next Uncovered Gem. Well, now when do you want to do this next Uncovered Gem? Oh, dude, let me tell you what. Uh, this one, I got in a little bit of trouble. Not a lot of trouble, but a little bit of trouble. Because, like, I hung out with my girl all weekend, and then Sunday I'm like, look, I need to get this fucking last episode up. I have not edited three times during the, three, uh, no. 
at least twice during the, during the previous week, I said, I'm going to go edit. And I was just exhausted and did not do it. But I did it Sunday. And then Monday, I'm like, look, I have not taken my notes <laughs> for this album yet. I've got to get that done. Let me go home because I was uh, over at her place after work. And I said, let me go home and get this done. And if I have time, I'll come back over and I'll stay tonight with you. Well, I got two or three songs in. My sister called. An hour and a half later, I started up again. Then it's like, I'm hungry. So I had to order some DoorDash because I wasn't going to cook. <laughs> right. And I do that. And before you know it, it's nine o'clock at night. She's like, well, I guess I'm going to bed. It's like, yeah, I've still got two more songs to go. So, <laughs> I've got to get better about doing what I was supposed to do when I was supposed to do it. Yeah, yeah I, I can be a bit of a procrastinator myself, Bush, so I understand. Oh, it's horrible. I mean, it's all cleared up. I mean, we're good. Yeah. But yeah, I was in a little bit of, it seems like every time... <laughs> You have something to do, it doesn't get done, and then you need another day to do it, it doesn't get done. And I'm like, you're right. <laughs> well, why don't we do this? Why don't I give you, I'm going to give you your assignment, but we won't do it next Tuesday. We might not even do it the Tuesday after that. We'll come up with different subjects. The third Tuesday, we'll record for it. That gives you three weeks. Is that three fair? Weeks. So th you're saying three weeks from this recording? Yes. Which gives me a month. Yes. See how I, see how I did that? Yes. <laughs> we have another uncovered gem? Yeah. Okay, well, don't tell me yet because I don't want people to listen to it. Okay. I'll throw them that, you know, freeform crossover to whet their appetite, so to speak. There you go, man. America's podcast. What the fuck? <laughs> He did that just to piss you and every other cowboy fan off. Dude, I was listening to uh, Glenn Beck today at work. And I'm not about to get political here. He has a guy in there with him called Stu. Don't ask me for his last name. I just know he does something called Stu Does America. And it's fucking hilarious. But he was talking about the Philadelphia Eagles. And he says America's team. And like my head was ready to explode. Like, it was ready to explode like Rachel Maddow would just said some crazy shit. I was so angry. The Eagles are not America's team. <laughs> I was so angry today. <laughs> right on. But yeah, um, yeah, we'll have some stuff for you next week. Which is oh, yeah, we'll figure this. something out. We'll, we'll talk about that off mic, man. Yeah. You want to wrap this up, brother? Yeah, let's get out of here, man. Uh, I think we're done. Team, check them out. St. Louis yes, Baron, that's badass. Check out some Calvin and Hobbes because, man, the Sunday strips are the best. Metal Mike, final thoughts? Keep fighting the good fight and stay metal, my friends. And also make sure you check out the Big Bushy Power Hour every Saturday, I believe, from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Yes, sir. And, of course, the Metal Mike Show from 8 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern Standard Time every Friday. Bushy's a Saturday morning. So you got like, you know, I'm the last DJ off. He's the first DJ on. So it's kind of like a tag team wrestling team. But make sure you check out all the other amazing DJs as well. Brian A. Davis with the Bad Beat. 
every Wednesday from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Samuel Letts before him. Samuel's uh, DJ Samuel's Rock and Metal Odyssey. I mean, um, a Man, reasonable I still volume. But I want to hear his song, uh, his uh, show yet. Oh yeah, a reasonable volume with uh, uh, you know, um, God, I'm having a fucking. Oh my God, I'm having a fucking. Uh, brain fart. But anyway, just check them out. Check them all out. They're great. Yeah. Click on the schedule tab and then hit the merch button. And yes, I'm still working on the merch, man. I've got to delete everything. I can't figure out how to do it. Oh, bummer. Duckett's lied to me. He said it was easy. He's fucking liar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> fucking liar. All I got to say is Grunge didn't kill metal. Oh, Enough's Lord. enough, Here did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Only them. None of the other shitty bands. No, just them. Okay, <laughs> dude. Um, OTD. Uh, reasonable volume with uh, DJ OCD. That's Tuesdays from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Actually, Fridays before my show. Jesus Christ, Metal Mike. Pay attention. But check out Sarah's Invasion from... 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays. Like I said, we've got a shitload of great uh, DJs you got here. Walter Check them all out. Whoa, you got like Annie will scream at you on Monday nights. I mean, yeah, the brutal truth with Savage Annie. Chaos reigns with Dale Chaotic every Sunday from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. We got a new um, DJ, the Baneover Show uh, with Kevin Cruz. I think really cool show. Um, the Texas Morning Show. Uh, which Chai, the Aussie metal guy. Yeah, Chai, the Aussie metal guy. Friday, man. Saturday, and Sunday. We got also, a lot of good stuff going on at that metal station. Yeah, we also got another uh, Australian uh, DJ Devil Pope's Aussie metal show from uh, 4 a.m. to 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We've got the Italian with AP, Belligerent Time with Chewy. Those are all on Tuesday. And we're also, we got three amazing podcasts. We've got the Not Fit for Human Consumption which is 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Mondays. We have the Plug Podcast, ladies and gentlemen, from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And, of course, every fucking Thursday, we have Damn Good Movie Memories Podcast with our very own Brian Davis. Brian A. Davis. Of course, you know, uh, 8 p.m. to 7.30 p.m., and that is from, he is, of course, from The Bad Beat with Brian A. Davis, which I already mentioned. But, yeah, check out Metal Surgery with Dr. Evil every Saturday afternoon after Bushy from 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. All these shows, they're fucking awesome, man. Check them all out. Yeah, and everybody brings something different. Yeah. If, like, if you like rock and metal music, um, yeah, check out everybody. If you like punk, if you like pop, come to Bushy's show, though, because Bushy will play some pop. <laughs> You know what? You, you had a really good show the other day, though. I mean, almost everything you played, I was like, right on. The only thing I was where I was like, ugh. I mean, you played Cinderella, which I'm like, cool. But then you had in fucking Brittany Fox. I'm like, really? But other than that, dude, it was a good show. And and that's cool. That's what makes you bush, man. I don't remember well, you playing. Oh, yeah, you, you ended the show with Christopher Cross, which I thought was hilarious. I laughed my ass off, man. Yeah, because it was Sabaton into Christopher Cross. Right, right, which is my nephew <laughs> Kane, one of his favorite bands of all time. He absolutely adores Sabaton. I, uh, I'm trying to get into them. You know, the power metal thing is not something I ever got into. And uh, I started watching some Sabaton videos, and I was like, ooh. 
So that track I played, which I can't remember, is off that album I bought, which I can't remember. (laughs) (laughs) But I dig the hell out of it. All right, let's get out of here. Motherfuckers, bye vinyl. We'll see you next time. A-Metal. Hey, this was really fun. We hope you liked it too. Seems like we've just begun when suddenly we're through. Goodbye, goodbye, good friends, goodbye. Cause now it's time to go But hey, I say, well that's okay Cause we'll see you very soon, I know Very soon, I know What the fuck is this shit? This is how we say goodbye on The Plug See you next week! Set up boots, like the stooges that up for grab groups Holding something that it just can't win Chop our status, push up the boss in Childhoods for teens, they are too old, so too bad Man around the box, we should just smile Franker, 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 got it down on my knees Franker, 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 got them Misunderstood all the time in the neighborhood She's the beauty that they can't get She's the beauty